0: Welcome to the Give and Go podcast, and I am your host, Kelsey Brooks, and I'm here to give you these straight facts and opinions, and you just have to go with it. Now, of course, we've been watching the sports landscape lately, and the NBA preseason has started, and that's where I want to begin today, because Kevin Durant had a few choice words that may ruffle a few feathers, whether he meant it to or not towards Oklahoma City but it will be perceived that way in Oklahoma city, particularly Russell Westbrook. And I'll read those comments right now. Now, mind you, these comments came Wednesday, which was the day after the Warriors obliterated the Clippers, which is how everyone thinks that the Warriors season will go this year like it did last year, especially with the addition of Kevin Durant, of course. Here's the comments from Durant. There's a lot of there's a lot I need to learn about the game of basketball. I'm not as smart as I thought I was about the game. It's played a different way here than I was used to playing. It's not a knock on Oklahoma City. It's not a knock on my past teammates or that organization. I mean, it's different here. It's fun here. It's fun playing where I was before, but that book is closed. Now I do find it Very interesting that Kevin Durant started his comments with, I have a lot to learn about the game of basketball because I do think that is true. Because in go-to-state, they run an actual system, even though the system is hard to see with Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green all on the floor. But as we see, they do pick apart teams with a lot of plays and movement and screens. But in Oklahoma City, what do we grow accustomed to? Plan A? Kevin Durant, plan B, Russell Westbrook, Plan C, repeat plan A and B. Now with uh, Scotty Brooks and Billy Donovan, it's not like they didn't have a particular plan, but it wasn't to the cerebral mindset that it's Steve Kerr, who has an actual system and he knows how to play with great players because he have coached great players and have played with great players. So I can definitely understand and see Kevin Durant's point of view when he says he has a lot to learn about the game of basketball but the comment that will ruffle a few feathers regardless of how Durant wants it to be interpreted saying it's fun here it's played differently here is a shot at Oklahoma City the shot wasn't when he said it's played differently the shot was it's not fun here and that fits right into the personality of kevin durant now we've seen that durant is a bit passive in a sense that he doesn't want to spotlight because in okc it was durant and westbrook and durant i'm sorry and the westbrook is the more dominant personality But Durant was always seen as the biggest star in the eyes of fans and the media. But, truthfully, I'm in the Westbrook camp. I would take Russell Westbrook over Kevin Durant. Simply because if LeBron James was in the body of a point guard, his name would be Russell Westbrook. That's how special I think Russell Westbrook is. But back to Durant's comments. This is the same guy who said in 2014 he wants to be called the servant. This was Durant's comments in 2014. I like to serve everybody. My teammates, ushers at the game, the fans. It fits perfectly into who Durant is. He wants to be a servant. He was in the spotlight in Oklahoma City. Regardless of the size of that city, he was in the spotlight. He was the main guy and him going to go to the state. He knows the eyes will be on him but he has Stephen Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson to fall back on. Even with even if Westbrook had a rough game, it will always fall back to Kevin Durant. What what will we say about Kevin Durant? Oh, he needs to be more dominant. He needs to demand the ball more. He has to control the game. He has to take over. But time and time again, we will see, we will see Westbrook take the game over. Be more assertive because that's the type of player and killer instinct that Westbrook is and has. And speaking of the servant, this is the same guy who was who was deemed as the Slim Reaper, the Slim Reaper, which is an awesome nickname. The Slim Reaper, because of his size and the way he puts opponents away, so to speak, kills opponents in crunch time with clutch shots. But he previously told the Oklahoma newspaper that I'm not here to be a guy of, I guess, death. Those were Durant's comments in 2014 regarding the nickname of Servant, the Servant, which is what he will be in Golden State. Now, he will be serving folks. Like Make no mistake about it. He will be serving folks because he he is what the second or third third best player in the NBA, regardless of which way you want to put it, because we all know who number one is. But with that, again, this just goes back to the personality of Kevin Durant. This is who he is. He's not a guy that demands the spotlight. He's not a guy that's a dominant personality. He's not a guy that's going to stick out in the crowd if it wasn't for his size. And part of the reason why he called himself a servant was because of his... Uh, you know, his spiritual beliefs, which is also goes in part with Stephen Curry. So that could be a way um, why he feels like he's more comfortable with Stephen Curry as well over Russell Westbrook. So I'm not surprised at all about his earlier comments. Well, his comments from yesterday of him saying, you know, it's played a different way here. It's fun here. Because he gets to focus on the sport itself instead of all the Negativity and pressure that's going to weigh on him in OKC, which is crazy to think. If he doesn't believe that the pressure will follow him or be on him in Golden State, because everyone believes that that team will walk on the court and win the title as soon as they step foot when the regular season begins. But it's just that he has other guys to fall back on. But regardless, Kevin Durant. A Golden State Warrior You are the best player on that team And it will still fall back on you Again you're listening to The Give and Go Podcast And I am your host Kelsey Bruce. Now what you're listening to In the background right now Is that Anthony Hamilton I cry And that song is dedicated to Odell Beckham Jr. and the New York Giants Now according to SB Nation Giants coaches have told me that if he has another outburst, he will be benched or Received a one game suspense. That's right. Tell them how tired you are, Odell. Tell him how tired you are. they hate hating. You. You're just passionate about what you do. You're just passionate about the game of football. That was over when I had to Yes, I understand that odell beckham jr has brought a lot of attention to himself you know with his sideline antics and all his videos on twitter and facebook and instagram and whatever else he's putting out these videos of him being odell beckham jr you know this is the same guy who hit the kicking net with his helmet the kicking net basically clothes lined him in the neck and he hit the kicking net back we're talking about a kicking net and an adamant object so, I can see why the locker room would supposedly be torn and coaches would be conflicted about, you know, saying that Beckham needs to cool it. Now, it's funny that the Giants came out and mentioned this today because I was on runner up radio with my man Dakota River. Shout out to Dakota and the runner up radio. Because he's a Giants fan, and I was telling him that I could see Odell possibly receiving a one game suspension at one point in the season because of uh, his flamboyantness or, or whichever you may call it. But like my man Dakota said um, yesterday on the radio was that the Giants lack leadership. And I know Eli has that passive, uh, you know, the Eli phase, uh, I want no part of this. You know, he's here to throw touchdown passes and mostly interceptions. But... I mean, I respect Eli two times Super Bowl MVP, two times Super Bowl champion, but he has to, you know, talk to his wide receiver as well. I, I don't think it's fair to call Odell Beckham Jr. the next Terrell Owens. He's a competitor. He's seeing guys like Julio Jones, who just had a 300, 300, 300, 300 game receiving against the Carolina Panthers. And of course, A.J. Green has been turning it up as well, and Hopkins and Will Fuller. He's seen all of these wide receivers getting a shine, but what he's receiving is constant backlash of his behavior on the field. Let him be passionate. Let him. This is who he is. Now, if you if you want him to cool it, if cooling it takes away from his performance on the field, I think the Giants are restricting who Odell Beckham Jr. is as a person and as a wide receiver. Because when he's excited, when he's passionate, when he's involved in the game, he's a dominant player. He's probably, he's not even probably, he's a top five, possibly top three receiver in the NFL right now. So the thing with the Giants saying they will possibly suspend him, you're only hurting yourself by taking away one of the game's best players from off your team. Yeah you can say. "Oh, he, Okay. It'll be up to Beckham. To stop what he's doing. So he won't be suspended or benched. But it's going to hurt. The Giants more than it hurts Beckham. It's the truth. Yes Victor Cruz coming back from injury. And has looked good. Yes Sterling Shepard. The rookie from Oklahoma. Has looked great as well. But neither of them combined. That's not what Odell Beckham Jr. is. So, Because he only has truthfully. He can have all of his dances and celebrations and showcase his personality. But the only true outburst he had was the one last year when him and Josh Norman went, went, you know, toe to toe all game long. That's really the only huge true antics he has had since he's been in the NFL besides him, you know, trying to beat up the kicking net. Other than that, he has been a a stable player in a sense on the New York Giants as far as productivity-wise. So benching him is not a smart move. Benching, suspending him is not a smart move at all for the Giants. Just let Odell be who he is. He said the game is not fun anymore because he knows that players on the other team and referees are talking to him in a sense that if he acts out, he will receive a flag, and players know that they can use that to an advantage. It's a part of the game. The game is the game. He knows that. So he does have to toughen up in that sense that you know players going to come after you. So play your game. You can still celebrate. You can still taunt, but not to the extent of possibly drawing, um, drawing a flag from the refs. But suspending him but benching him, it's, it's not the best way to move for the Giants. And another thing that's not a good look for the Giants is when the camera pans to the sideline towards Odell Beckham Jr. after a bad play. And he has that ugly look in his eye like he's about to ugly cry at any given moment. You know, that ugly mascara running down your face, snotty nose, teary-eyed, that after you get a spanking by your mama, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that, that type of cry. I just want you to get some control over it. Mr. Beckham Jr., I just want you to control that. I like the giving go. Again, you're listening to the voice of Kelton Brooks, and this is the Give and Go podcast. Now, I like this track by Big Sean. Nothing is stopping you. Because nothing should stop you from not only chasing your dreams, but catching them. Nothing should stop you from surpassing your goals. And nothing should stop you from overcoming the hurdles that confront you in life. But something Yo. should stop the New York Jets from putting Ryan Fitzpatrick on how. the field as a starting quarterback in the, in the National Football home, but I can't League. Get from the cri- in the last two weeks, Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown nine interceptions in the past two weeks. Two weeks ago, against the Kansas City Chiefs, he threw six interceptions in one game. Half of a dozen to the other team. And bounced back with three more and faces a mediocre below average defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Another three interceptions, and he has to be benched. He has to be benched by. Geno Smith. See, my thing is, Ryan Fitzpatrick does not deserve that long of a leash to play this bad and remain on the field as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Gino Smith, while he has displayed, you're not the best quarterback player on the field, obviously, but he hasn't played that bad in the past to deserve this level of untrustworthiness, is it a word? Untrustworthiness and disrespect to not give him some type of game action when you're starting is out here throwing a half dozen of eggs in one game. So saying give all the of the that, magic, I will transition to Picking some NFL game points to conclude the give and go podcast with Kelton Brooks for today. Let's start off with the Thursday night game. Cardinals and the 49ers, I will go with the Cardinals. Both teams are one and three, but I think the Cardinals are a much more talented team overall, and I'll go with the Cardinals. Patriots over the Browns on Sunday. Welcome back, Tom Brady. Eagles over the Lions. Carson Wentz, the Carson Wentz wagon will continue to grow, making him the next Joe Montana. I'm Johnny United and uh, Tom Brady all in one. I will take the Colts over the Bears. Andrew Luck has to to beat the Bears, who are led by Brian Hoyer right now, right? The Titans over the Miami Dolphins. I will take um, the Titans' defense over the um, quarterback, that is Ryan Tannehill. He's making $72 million to look like not good in his fifth year as a quarterback in the NFL. I will take the Baltimore Ravens over the Washington football team. The Minnesota Vikings over the Houston Texans the Vikings defense is absolutely balling right now yeah Pittsburgh Steelers over the Jets of course the Broncos over the three of them Falcons I would love to see how Julio Jones will respond after putting up 300 yards in one game over the Carolina Panthers I would love to see how he matches up against um, possibly the best secondary in football the Cincinnati Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys. Let me go off on a tangent real fast with that one. I do think when Tony Romo is eligible to return, he will be named as the starter, but when he does return, I do think he will be injured again, making it his last start ever of his career as quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Romo, if you remember, signed a six year, $108 million contract extension with $40 million guarantee and a $25 million signing bonus in 2013. So if you're the Cowboys, you can't buy a Lambo just to have it collecting dust in the garage. So if on Dallas, I'm driving that Toyota Camry, that is Dak Prescott, to get them to point A to point B, which is a 3-1 record right now. I will take the Buffalo Bills over the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think the 3 one Rams are for real right now. They have K2 in the quarterback. The offensive line cannot create holes for Todd Gurley. And I think Rick Ryan will again save his job and defeat the three one Rams. The Oakland Raiders over the San Diego Chargers and the New York Giants over the Green Bay Packers. I do, I do believe um, Odell Beckham Jr. will respond to the criticism and have um, a 50 in a game just absolutely show out on the field. Eli Manning will show that he's clutch Eli Manning and not the guy who turns the ball over in crunch time and i will take the panthers over the tampa bay buccaneers who can no longer blame lovey smith for their problems so with that i thank you for listening to the give and go podcast with kelton brooks i like to give me-